Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now. Right now, right now, in fact. And it's uh, so great to be back with you. Steve Hook with you. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast on Not Black, Not White American Media Group. We have have a lot to talk about. It has been, if you're like me, you're just watching this... uh, episode of the twilight zone that we're all living through and just shaking your head and and i don't know whether to laugh or cry with this administration because i think about it i'm trying to think what one good thing have they done and i can't come up with any i really can't not one good thing uh can i come up with and lately it's been a series of not just national embarrassment i mean this is this is a international embarrassment we're having to go through we're shooting down $12 hobby balloons with uh, half a million dollar missiles fired from $200 million jets. Our border is still wide open and we deny it, or we don't deny it, but the media denies it, the Democrats deny it. Uh, Mayorkas denies it. So that, of course, is leading to ever more fentanyl deaths, ever more sex trafficking of little boys and girls and, and, and single women. And then, of course, we've got a train smoldering, 151-car train. I mean, that is a massively big train. Now we're finding out it's much bigger than than it should have been. And that's just smoldering in East Palestine, Ohio. I, it's not smoldering anymore, but the ill effects of the, uh, the planned detonation of those cars... Uh, is causing real problems there, and it, the problems that we're not going to probably get to the bottom of for at least, well, decades out, decades out at least. You're going to see cancer pockets. You're going to see, uh, well, I don't need to tell you. I mean, goodness, you ever seen the movie uh, Silkwood? Uh, you know, or or what was, it? what was the one with Julia Roberts? Aaron Brockovich, remember that? That's the kind of crap that's going on right now in East Palestine. And by the way, Mayor Pete has yet to be has yet to show up. And Lord knows Biden hasn't. Now, apparently, President Trump is going there, and as soon as he announced he was going, within a couple of hours, Biden says, We're going. <laughs> it's just an embarrassment. And what's what's worse about all of this, as if there could be anything worse. Than, than, than what we're living through. But the way the media is going to continue to carry the water for this president and this party, and most importantly, this ideology and this agenda, they are all on the exact same page. They want fossil fuels dead and buried. They don't want big oil anymore. They want to they get their hands around that. They've announced a $27 billion green energy plan. They just did that last week. This should be a real test for House Republicans right now who control the purse strings. They should say, this is not going to happen. We are not going to commit energy suicide just so uh, to honor your false god of Gaia. Mother Gaia needs us to stop using fossil fuel, so we'll kill whales off the coast of Jer- of the Jersey Shore 
with sonar to, so we can put massive wind turbines into the ocean, which have been known to leak lots of oil and other nastiness into the ground or into the ocean, wherever they are. These are known issues that the media will not tell you about. But anyway, so the worst part of it is, is the media lying about it? And and not just and lying about all of it, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to say here, not just about the, uh, you know, the fossil fuels and stuff, but all of it, all of it, the whole from soup to nuts, they're BSing you about it because they want you to be a stupid, uninformed voter. They want you and generations perhaps younger than you to just sit on the couch and scroll through TikTok videos and go buy your legal weed. That's what they want. The less you know, the better for them. And one of the ways that they have done this over the years, and it comes as no shock, is to break people down into categories. And they're doing that ever, I mean, at a much quicker clip than they've ever done it before. That's why we get all these now, now we have new genders and stuff like that. Breaking people down. You don't, if you don't agree with that particular breakdown of society, then you are a transphobe, you see. And this is the kind of madness that they, this intentional divisiveness that they keep piling on and saying that they're the rational, normal ones. When fathers out there are saying, hey, wait a minute, I don't want a biological male showering with my 14-year-old daughter in a public high school dressing room. Oh, what are you, a transphobe? No, I, I've got common damn sense. So they're using that. They're using the gender. They're using the uh, identity. And they're also, of course, the old the, the, the old chestnut, of course, is race, isn't it? I'm very proud to do a podcast on a media network called Not Black, Not White American. Now, if you were to nutshell what that means, it's very simple. That is the very essence of MLK Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, isn't it? Of course it is. Content of character and all of that stuff. But the left cannot let go of these divisive, this divisiveness. They can't. Because the second that they lose these constituencies, be it ill-informed gay or lesbians, ill-informed black or Latinos, ill-informed Whites, ill-informed, you see this is, see what they do? They, so they want everybody to be stupid so they can get away with what they're doing. I want to play a couple of clips to really underscore this, and by the time we get to the final clip, you will see this is a problem that you may be saying to yourself right now, Steve, of course we know this problem, but I'm going to really lay it out for you to see just so we can all see. This might be a good episode to share with people is what I'm saying, because this is what the media is doing. This is why the media is despised in this country right now. It used to be the case that if a journalist got caught lying, they were disgraced. There was a penalty for it. That was the reason people sought to avoid doing it. And if they did it, they apologized. 
that has changed completely now. The model on which they depend is exactly the opposite. If you look at how balkanized our media is, liberal outlets only speak to liberals. Even institutions that used to be considered, you know, kind of neutral and in the middle, like NPR and the New York Times, at least that's what they claim, CBS News, the networks, overwhelmingly, they are only speaking to liberals and Democrats, and they know that, and their audience wants them to lie to help advance the Democratic Party. So when they get caught, they don't need to apologize because their audience is in favor of them doing that. Ah. By the way, I should probably point out, that's Glenn Greenwald. He is a gay man. He's white, but he does check off the box of intersectionality, I suppose, because he is gay. And he is a liberal, classical liberal. He believes in liberal Obviously, he's openly gay. That right in and of itself is pretty liberal. Nowadays, it's normal. We get it. But when you try and normalize racism and say it's not racism, well, then you're lying, aren't you? Now, what Glenn Greenwald is, is, is doing here is pointing out that the media is a business. It's no longer about honest journalism. It's about appealing to our base. And in the case of CNN, MSNBC, pretty much all three major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, NPR, which we pay for as taxpayers. We subsidize anyway. And a lot of these print media, New York Times, Washington Post, they will only cater to their base because it makes good business sense to them. So they think. It doesn't matter that they're trashing their profession. It doesn't matter that they're dragging, quote-unquote, journalism through the muck. It doesn't matter because they're looking at the bottom line. As, and, and here's the real irony of that. They're only looking at the bottom line as they crap all over capitalism, which is exactly what they're using to make their filthy, biased buck with. Now, here's, now, I want you to hear cut two, because here he is basically saying they're just giving the people what they want. Their people, though. They're- you know, every poll shows that there's basically no institution more hated and less trusted than the corporate media. And they sit around complaining about all that, uh, that all the time. They whine that it's unfair. They, they, they insist that they deserve respect. They blame everybody else. And they never, ever look in the mirror and ask, why is it that we have lost the faith and trust of the American people? Because if they did, they would realize that the answer is staring right at them in that mirror. They're the reasons why people no longer trust them, because they lie continuously. You know, everybody knows that journalists, like all human beings, are sometimes going to get stories wrong. I've been a journalist for 20 years. I've gotten a few stories wrong. And when you do, it does. no one likes it. You go and acknowledge the error. You explain to your readers how it happened. You misread a document. A source told you something wrong. And you promptly correct it. What they, though, do, though, all of those lies that you just showed them saying right before the election that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, everybody knows now that's a lie because the New York Times and everybody else has authenticated those documents and not one of those media outlets, Dan, not one, has gone back and retracted their lies, has accounted for them, has explained them, has acknowledged the subsequent evidence disproving them. And that shows you that lying is not something they do because they're incompetent. It shows you that lying is their actual function. They're not apologizing because they did their job. <laughs> God. 
And you see, therein lies the rub. They did their job because to them, their job is to push that agenda, that leftist agenda. We dare not tell anybody that we got the Hunter laptop story wrong because psst, guess what? We knew it was wrong all along. We got, we, in reality, we knew the laptop was real. Psst, don't tell anybody. But if you do, we're not going to apologize because what we are doing is trying to get Joe Biden an a cognitively gone, lifelong grifter into office so we don't have to deal with Trump anymore. And that's what they did. And their audience, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, will applaud them for that. Their audience will applaud them. If you don't believe me, go to any liberal and try and debate that subject with them. Who cares? We don't have Trump anymore. What are you, what are you a Trumper? What are you, what are you, a Trump card? Are you a Trump card? What are you, a Biden idiot? Yes, you are. So, Gren, uh, by the way, that was a hat tip to Fox News, uh, the uh, Bongino show there. Uh, that's who he was talking to. So, Glenn Greenwald just explains the function of today's media. It is a shame. But this is what happens when you have corporate-owned media. All of these institutions are no longer just owned by you know, they're not, they're not just, ABC isn't just ABC. CNN is, as their parent company, AT&T. MSNBC, well, their parent company is Xfinity, Comcast. Of course, the owner of the walls, uh, the uh, Washington Post, that would be, uh, what's his name? Uh, Amazon, Bezos. So these are corporate entities now that have a lot of money involved. So they use the media as their own propaganda mills to keep their money flowing. And their money flows best when a Democrat is in charge. Apparently, that's all I can gather. And as if to prove Glenn Greenwald's point, I want you to hear Andrea Mitchell. This woman should have been put out to pasture about 30 years ago. And I'm not taking a Don Lemon page here and saying that Andrea Mitchell isn't in her prime. I'm just saying she's not in her prime because she is so blatantly, blatantly partisan and hackish. And these kinds of partisan hacks that have been around for a long time, they're finally breathing a sigh of relief because they know that they can be their true selves now. And nobody gives a damn because they're pushing an agenda. And everybody who's pushing that agenda doesn't really care about the integrity of journalism so much as they care about the filthy lucre that they can make off pushing lies. And here's Andrea Mitchell doing just that as she lies about Ron DeSantis. Listen to this. Cut three. Let me ask you, what does Governor Ron DeSantis not know about black history and the black experience when he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children? I don't know what he knows. Kamala Harris. No, but I know this. Any push to censor America's teachers and tell them what they should be teaching in the best interest of our children in, in partnership with the parents of America is, I think, um, wrong-headed. The people who know our children best are their parents and their teachers in terms of the time they spend and the investment they've placed and the brains and capacity of our children who are our nation's future. And oh, it should not be some politician 
saying what should be taught in our classrooms. Now, do you understand the idiocy of that comment from Kamala Harris there? And the obvious, I mean, let me, let me just as, as be as crystal clear as I can. What Andrea Mitchell said about Ron DeSantis not wanting to teach about slavery and the aftermath of slavery and the Reconstruction and all that, that is 100% false. That is completely not true. Completely. So much so that one of the one of the co-hosts on that show that only people in dentist office ever watch, The View, had to come out and apologize to Ron DeSantis after she realized that, whoops, maybe what I just said there wasn't true. That was like a week ago. And here's Andrea Mitchell just two days ago repeating the exact same line. What Ron DeSantis, who is America's most loved governor by his constituents in his state, by the way, what he said was, you are not going to push CRT and this transgenderism in our public schools. That is not the place for it. And I'm not going to allow you to do it because the parents of Florida have overwhelmingly rejected it, just like the parents in Virginia overwhelmingly rejected it. And Andrea Mitchell BSs her way and says he's trying to stop teaching about slavery. Okay, let's talk about slavery. That was instituted by the South, correct? Yes. Who ran the South? Democrats. So own your history, Democrats. Own it. I don't know how many times it has to be said. Every Jim Crow law was written by Democrats. Every last one of them. Every segregation law written by Democrats. Every one of them. The KKK started by Democrats. I'm I'm just so disgusted that we even have to go over this anymore. But these people use race to divide. That's not what we do here at Black, uh, Not Black, Not White America. We're trying to find unity. But in order to find unity, we need to understand where the division is coming from and how it's being marketed and how it's being used to continue to divide. You think these leftists of today want a colorblind society? Absolutely not, they don't. You know, Morgan Freeman was interviewed years ago by... Mike Wallace, Chris Wallace's father. And he said, well, what do we do about racism? And Morgan Freeman said, just without even thinking, he said, stop talking about it. I won't call you a white man if you don't call me a black man, deal? I mean, that's genius. It's also common damn sense, but politically it doesn't work for Democrats because Democrats need that anger. They need that division division to, to, to break communities down conquer and divide you know it's the oldest strategy in the book and here's andrea mitchell doing it and then kamala saying teachers and then just as an afterthought uh, you know working with parents because she saw what happened to ralph northam in virginia i guess and she saw what happened to terry mcauliffe in virginia when he said parents have no business telling teachers what they should teach well guess what you just lost an election buddy they want to teach your kids about the 1619 Project. A, 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 the, by the way, that whole docu-series is now going to be airing on Hulu, which is one of the reasons that I don't have Hulu, which is one of the reasons I never will have Hulu, because that particular 
1619 Project was written by an opinion writer for the New York Times, no shocker, and historians from coast to coast have come out and said, uh, that's way wrong. That is not just revisionist history. It's, it's, it's completely made-up history. Yes, it's true. The first slave ship arrived on these shores in 1619. That's about where the truth of it ends, right there. They don't give you any context. They don't do it. They use it to further divide. Good Lord, we went to war with each other to end this purge over 150 years ago. And they just won't let it go, even though they were the ones that perpetrated it to begin with. That's the real kick in the ass. Now, Mitch, uh, Andrea Mitchell lies about Ron DeSantis, and here she is using race again to lie about Nikki Haley. Cut four. And you said that Nikki Haley was using coded language. What do you think about her suggesting a cognitive test for presidents? For candidates for president. I just, like, I did not watch her speech, but when you present the, the, the suggestion that anyone is saying um, that, that it is time for a new generation and they're running against the person who is president, um, and it, when presented as though it's an attack, I would like to let, let us all be clear that the attack is misplaced <laughs> if the point of it is that we need leadership that is strong because we have a strong leader in Joe Biden. <laughs> you should rewind that and listen to that answer again. That is the uh, that is perhaps the dumbest answer I've ever heard Kamala Harris give and that's saying something. You know, let us not forget that Kamala Harris shredded Joe Biden on stage for his previous comments about race. Shredded him. There was genuine bad blood between Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. And Kamala Harris was the first in the primary season to drop out. She couldn't even get 2% popularity. She realized this is a lost cause. I'm going to take my ball and go home. She even dropped out before Mayor Pete dropped out. She was the very first to drop out. And wow, what do you know? Joe Biden picked her to be VP, even though they had bad blood. Why do you think he picked her? He picked her because of the color of her skin and her genitalia. That's it. That's the only reason, intersectionality. We got to keep dividing. So let's show that we're unified. And then when people complain about the fact that she's not qualified for this job, we'll just call them racist or sexist. That'll work. That's the way they think, folks. But what's worse is that's the way they want you to think. Some people are just stupid enough and gullible enough to think this way. And they play to those people which goes back to Glenn Greenwald's point. The media knows they lie. They lie because their subscribers and their followers on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook expect them to lie. They want to hear the lies. Nikki Haley is an Indian American. Yet Andrea Mitchell just accused her of using code language, which of course is racism, Whenever they say code words, that's a code word for racism. And then she says, and you know, a cognitive test. Do you think Joe Biden is, uh, I'd like to ask Andrea Mitchell, Andrea, do you think Joe Biden is 100% cognitively with it? Because if you do, uh, you're blind. And maybe there's something wrong with your cognitive function. All one need do is go back and watch Joe Biden, the angry bitter, 
vindictive man he was during the Clarence Thomas hearings back in the 80s. Watch that, Joe Biden, and then watch a clip of today's Joe Biden and tell me that his, now he's always been a POS, don't get me wrong, but he was certainly more cognitively with it when he was attacking Clarence Thomas, a black judge who was going for justice and is now, of course, one of our finest justices on the Supreme Court. And now we really get into the into the muck. Because if there's one person on network, well, not network, cable in this case, although the mothership is a network station, NBC, but Joy Reid's show, thankfully, is still on MSNBC, and very few people watch it. But Joy Reid has made her 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 bones on selling racism. This is what she's all about. And when you sell racism by pretending that you're not a racist, I I, I think that's a, a screaming example of a racist. Joy Reid is a racist. She's a racist in many ways. I'm not saying that, oh, Joy Reid hates all white people. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, by using race to divide intentionally and spread anger and frustration and and, and vitriol at somebody else, and you're only doing it on the basis of race, that to me is racism. And Joy Reid does it better than anybody. And by better, I mean worse. And here she is with Sharpton, one of the biggest race hustlers, Crown Heights Sharpton. Those, uh, what, was, what was it Sharpton said about the Greeks? Those fags were still trying to figure out fire in caves when my people were you know, building pyramids. I mean, these people, these two together, talking about the, the evils of racism is an absolute kick in the gut because they are two screaming racists. Here you go, cut five. What Giuliani did on, G- on, on 9-11, first of all, he was just doing his job as mayor, but he also seemed to see in it an opportunity for himself to shine shortly thereafter. And he definitely used that. He used it to try to run for president. He used 9-11 uh, for Rudy. It was never a cause of restoring anything for anyone other than Rudy. It was narcissism at its best. And that's why when he got the glory, he became who he was. It was only giving Clegg lights to the character of who he was. And he used that to propel himself uh, in national politics, ran for uh, president, and uh, failed miserably. And in many ways, uh, he became the forerunner of Donald Trump. Donald Trump was educated in how to deal with racial politics by Rudy Giuliani, who had also questioned the uh, race for mayor when he ran the first time and lost against Dave Dinkins. Same tactics we saw in Trump, including January 6th, as you properly put, was really a replay of the police uh, riot this was Rudy's playbook, and that's why I think this documentary is important. What, 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 a, what, a, what a couple of morons. I mean, and that's just selling it too short. These are hateful, hateful people. Julie was, Giuliani was only in it for himself after 9-11. Mayor Rudy Giuliani was on the, tra- was on the, on the pile at 9-11 and was in the streets of Manhattan within minutes after those planes struck, and he stayed there during the entire time. Giuliani did heroic work on 9-11, and anyone that denies that is a liar, is lying to themselves. Rudy Giuliani 
cleaned up Manhattan, made Times Square safe. Look at where it is now. There's a lot of New Yorkers that would be afraid to admit this publicly because you can't be anything less than massively progressive to live in Manhattan. That's why so many people are leaving. But many of them in private moments would tell you, yeah, New York was way better under Rudy. And all you need to do is look at the crime statistics and everything else. Of course it was better. But to Joy Reid and Sharpton, he was a racist, self-promoting narcissist, and he taught racial politics to Donald Trump. This is an absolute case of projection. What the hell are they talking about? I don't know. But they know that their listeners want to hear this stuff. Their viewers want to hear this stuff. Their viewers are filled with just as much hate as they are. And why are their viewers filled with hate? Because they have to listen to people like Joy Reid and Al Sharpton all the time. It's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, a vicious circle. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Every single night, you can watch Joy Reid, and I guarantee you the majority of her show is going to focus on racism. Nobody, nobody that has a moral compass thinks anything good comes from racism. This is why we genuinely want a colorblind society. A colorblind society to Joy Reid would be her undoing. She'd have nothing to talk about. She couldn't, she couldn't use her anger and vitriol to rile up any numbers, few though they are. But MSNBC, owned by Comcast, apparently is fine with that crap. So now we've given you several examples of the media, and we've had Glenn Greenwald explain why the media does what the media does. And of course, I have stated over and over again that the media does what the media does because the media is on the same narrative and the same agenda push as the left, the progressives. That's who they are. But ultimately, it comes down to the president. If the fish rots from the head down, then this entire fish is rotten to the core because Joe Biden is a rotten, racist SOB. Has been his entire life. If you didn't vote for him, you ain't black. If you don't speak with an Indian accent when you go into a 7-Eleven, man, something's wrong with you. Remember all that? Corn Pop was a bad dude. Remember that? Well, I mean, he's a dream candidate. He's black, he's clean, he's articulate. I mean, he's dream, man. That was Biden talking about Obama. Remember that? You know who talks like that? Racist. Racist talk like that. By the way, who gave the eulogy at uh, at uh, the Grand Klegel of West Virginia, KKK, Robert Sheets Bird, as uh, Limbaugh used to call him, Sheets being the KKK sheet he used to wear. Who gave the eulogy at the KKK members' funeral? Oh, that would be Biden. They all hailed Sheetsburg, he was a conscience of the Senate. He was a KKK member. You know how many members of the House or the Senate that were also members of the KKK have been Republican? Zero. None. But here's Biden, again, using racism to promote more racism. Cut six. It was almost exactly one year ago that I signed a law more than 100 years in the making. 
proving that Glenn Greenwald was correct. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are, are worse than liars. They're fire starters. They're rabble rousers. And they're doing it all not to help the people that they claim to help. They're doing it all to stay in power. They're doing it all to divide the country. And we ought to wake up to it. I'm sure most of us have. Most people listening to this podcast have. Most people listening to Not Black, Not White American podcast have. They figured it out. But I think it's important that we always remember that this is a fight that will go on and we've got to stay at the forefront of it because the media is not going to change. If anything, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And we need to just completely call it out whenever we hear it. When I hear Joe Biden up there talking about signing an anti-lynching bill as if that means anything, it's symbolic it, It's symbolic for all the wrong reasons. It just really, it just pisses me off because I know who Joe Biden is. And the people that support him and applaud that, either they don't know who he is or they don't much give a damn. Anyway, that's going to do it. I know it's kind of a downer of a show, but I just wanted to really kind of underscore exactly what we're up against here because as 2024 gets closer and you see more and more Republicans jump in, right now the only two officially announced are, are Trump and Nikki Haley. But I suspect Mike Pence will be announcing before long. I suspect Pompeo will be announcing before long. Perhaps DeSantis. DeSantis may or may not. Who knows? But let me tell you one one thing that all of them are going to have in common. Every single one of them is going to be called a racist by the morons and the clowns and the anti-American thugs that I just played on those clips for you. Glenn Greenwald notwithstanding. I mean... Glenn Greenwald is, he's a, like I said, he's a liberal, but he figures it out. And he's figured it out, and he's been trying to, and now they hate Grant, uh, Glenn Greenwald now, you see. Now now Glenn Greenwald is a Nazi to them. So that ought to tell you everything you need to know. Anyway, I thank you for being part of the podcast today. Uh, this is Steve Hook for the uh, for Right Hook Podcast on Not Black, Not White, American Media Group. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Welcome to Right Hook Podcast. I'm Steve Hook, your host. Welcome aboard to our big podcast here. Big, big show today. Stick around. Right Hook Podcast coming up now.